Welcome to the Healing Trauma as a Christian Mama podcast. My name is Danielle Elizabeth, and here we dive into emotional healing and trauma recovery from a Christian perspective, also integrating psychology and trauma modalities to support your healing and growth. This current series is all about the rebuild, which is my signature program. I am walking you through all the phases as we use the analogy of rebuilding a house. If you are a Christian on a healing journey and need more support, reach out today and join the rebuild. Hello. So I just want to talk today about the another wall of the framing, which is relationships. And we're talking mostly toxic and dysfunctional, destructive relationships because to be honest in the rebuilding process we don't really need to do much with our healthy relationships right we've got you know maybe you have a healthy partner or a healthy family or a healthy you know healthy friendships and stuff and that's all great and obviously what we want but what we want to talk about in this section is kind of those harder relationships because You know, as you're rebuilding, as you're healing, it will impact your relationships. And unfortunately, we get into cycles or we get into roles within our relationships that, you know, that's how those they operate, especially when we're looking at like, let's say our family system, you know, the there are roles and rules that we abide by unconsciously and really Um, implicitly meaning like we don't even talk about them or know about them but they're there and you know however we got into a relationship with someone whether it's a romantic one or a friendship one you know we assume these roles as well and they learn or the relationship learn how learns how to operate based on these roles so as we heal we actually start to step out of these roles and it actually causes some you know some shaking of the root systems of these relationships because they've always operated in this specific way. So for example, let's say you're in a relationship and one of you has been struggling with your mental health, the whole relationship, and the other one's kind of been the one who's been either stable or rescuing or um, just the one who's not falling apart all the time. As you start to heal and become more stable, it actually throws off the, the relationship because now all of a sudden the other role who was, you know, was the stable one or was the one maybe rescuing, let's say, um, they don't have, they can't assume their normal role. And so it kind of throws things off. And the, the good thing is that you can rebalance and find some equilibrium again. So that's great. But it's just something to know. Um, in the trauma course that I took, actually, one of the, the first things that she talks to her, the people that she like, you know, um, when she's working with them is about how your relationships will change when you, um, when you start healing. It's just kind of the nature of it that they will change because, um, you're going to learn how to have boundaries. You're going to learn what you will tolerate and not tolerate in relationships. And that will change the relationship. So it's just something really important to know. And so in this section of the rebuild, there's a few kind of big, big things that we talk about. This is probably one of my favorite sections of the whole rebuild process because um, 
we have just so many dysfunctional relationships in our culture right now. And so I think it's just really important to be addressing this when we're, when we're on our own healing journey. So one of the first sections that we look at is love systems. And we look at like just the family system that you grew up in a little bit, but in terms of how you learned what love was, how you learned, you know, how to receive love, how to give love was, you know, was there codependency in your upbringing? Was there people pleasing or parent pleasing in your upbringing? Like how do you give and take, um, love and and that's just really really important so that's one area we look at the next area we look at is the drama triangle and so we look at there's these roles that we go into and my accounts are called them cycles of pain so when we are operating in that dysfunction we 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 go into this drama triangle and there's these three roles a persecutor or a perpetrator a rescuer and a victim and you literally think about it in a triangle okay and so the interesting thing about these roles is that you want to think about them in the sense of um, you go in and out of these roles in different relationships and in different like circumstances in your relationship so let's say in a marriage you know one really toxic spouse is the perpetrator and so that is their role and then the wife is the victim but sorry and the other wife is the victim but in normal circumstances on everyday life let's say they actually operate more on a in in the roles of a um, rescuer so the wife is a rescuer and the husband's more of a victim okay and in their normal day to day, they operate like that. The you know that maybe maybe there's some mental health struggles. So the 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 victim in this situation is more struggling with their mental health, and the rescuer is trying to do everything they can to make their life better and get them the help that they need. Do whatever they need to do to to you know make their life better as a victim. But then that victim gets triggered and they go into the perpetrator. So now they're really aggressive and mean and belittling and minimizing and gaslighting and all these things. And the, and the wife, who was the rescuer, she goes into now the um, victim mode. So you can see how like different circumstances will trigger you to move into different, into different roles. But also what is really important to know is that... Um, you know, you're going to have different roles within even the eight different relationships, right? So with your spouse, you might be more of a rescuer. But then when you go and you're with your friends now, say that, say that we're just going to use it to make, to make it easy. That same, that same wife, right? Who was more of a, a rescuer and then a victim. So now they go into their friendships and, you know, they're just, you know, always talking about how life is so rough and, and which it really is it's not to invalidate how rough it is right especially if you if you have a perpetrator in your life but they become the victim to in those roles with their friends because it's a safe space for them to be right but but they're let's say they're always the victim or you go into your parenting where you have a lot more power and control and you start yelling at your kids and taking out and lashing out from you know from this what's going on with your spouse who's being the perpetrator to you and you were the victim with them 
Um, now all of a sudden you're being the perpetrator to your kids and you're yelling it and lashing out and taking it out on them. And that's a really common dynamic that, you know, you, you, you do this, but I think what's really important to, and what I'm trying to highlight is that you will go into different roles with different people and you'll go into different roles with, within different circumstances as well. So very, very important to know. Now, what is really encouraging about this drama triangle is they have an opposite triangle. It's <laughs> or when, as you're healing, you move into different, um, like different roles. Okay. And so as you're healing, you go into, they call it the Ted triangle. So in the Ted triangle, all of these roles move in their healing into um, different roles. So rather than the persecutor, victim, and rescuer, they turn into the challenger, creator, and the coach. So the victim, they turn, they go, they go from those like that poor me feels powerless, their dreams are lost or denied, and they move into the creator where they own their power to choose and to respond and they focus on outcomes and their mentality is now I can do it. The rescuer goes from poor you and to trying to be the reliever of the pain of someone else and fears not being needed to being the coach. So they now support and assist and they facilitate and they ask questions and, and the, their kind of mentality is how will you do it, right? Rather than I'm going to do it for you, how will you do it? And then the persecutor goes from being the problem and kind of dominates and blames and tears down to the challenger, but in a, in a healthy way. So they call forth healing or sorry, learning and growth and they provoke and, and, and evoke, you know, action from someone else. They are constructive. So they go from, you know, tearing someone down to being like, you can do it. Right. So that they call that the empowerment dynamic. So that Ted, so the, so the, the drama triangle as, as we heal turns into the empower, empowerment dynamic. So that is a whole module and training that we look at when we are in this section of the rebuild. So the next one we go into is trauma bonds. And trauma bonds is very, very, very important to look at when we are looking at toxic relationships because there are very, very important reasons why someone does not just leave a toxic dynamic. Okay. You it's people get so frustrated with people who are in abusive relationships and they're like, why wouldn't they just leave? Well, it is so much more, um, complicated than that. And trauma bonds is a huge reason as to why. And so we do a whole training on trauma bonds and where they get started how they get started and all of the things. Um, and I don't want to get too into it because, you know, there, I do a whole, whole training on this in the, um, in the, the rebuild process. Um, but it's just so, so important to understand that we are conditioned to stay in these dynamics, okay, there's a lot of re, re, sorry, 
intermittent reinforcement that keeps us, you know, when someone's toxic, they're not always toxic. Okay. They have these spurts of these really good moments that remind us of who they were when we first met them. And that's what keeps us, you know, hooked into them, bonded to them. And from there we go into talking about codependency because codependency is the same in the sense that, you know, codependency a lot of times gets birthed in our upbringing where we learn how to manage our parents emotions where we learn how to stay safe from you know our parents outbursts or our parents perpetrator roles and and you see how these all like work together right um but so we've learned how to stay safe we've learned how to manage other people's emotions we've learned how to walk on the eggshells we learned all that in in um, childhood a lot of the times and then we meet these toxic relationships in adulthood and these trauma bonds get solidified and we become codependent and so to heal that codependency to heal that rescuer you know the rescuer and the codependency are very very similar to heal all of that we need to do a lot of um, inner work and we need to go down to the root level of where these things got you know birthed where they where they started where's the root that this like this is from and then where do we need to bring healing into it okay that's like one thing and then where do we need to like operate in new ways and so that's a whole thing of like what we look at when we're talking about codependency and then one of the last things we look at is boundaries and I call them boundaries and bottom lines and expectations and guardrails. So we have this exercise that we do in this process, but we learn about boundaries because boundaries are so important when we have people who are, are toxic, to be honest. And, and we, boundaries are actually teaching people how to treat us and what we will and will not tolerate. And we go into a lot about what are boundaries and what aren't boundaries because a lot of times we think boundaries are, you know, um, you can't talk to me like that. You can't treat me like that. And that gives the person a lot of control. Boundaries are about what we can control. Boundaries are stating things like, you know, if you are going to talk to me like that, I am going to remove myself from, from you. They're all about what you can do. And that's super, super important. And we talk about the different kinds of boundaries. You know, some people are going to need financial boundaries and, you know, and tangible boundaries. Other people are going to need physical boundaries. Other people are going to need emotional boundaries, you know, and there's all different types of boundaries that we look at. And then we do an exercise all about, you know, what are our bottom lines? Our bottom lines are things that we will not tolerate in relationships anymore. Maybe that's abuse. Maybe that's addiction. And then we look at what are our expectations? This is where a lot of people in relationships get in trouble because we have different expectations and then that's not communicated well. And in a, in a relatively healthy relationship, you know, you're going to have that issue. That's a very good marriage advice to, you know, to understand what are your expectations? Are you communicating though these to each other and all of that stuff? But in toxic relationships, it kind of gets even more complex. And so a lot of times we have, especially when we're on a healing journey, we have expectations for other people that they might not be able to meet. 
and we need to understand where are our unrealistic expectations and where are good realistic expectations and how do we differentiate those and what do they look like in our life. Um, and then we have our boundaries. What are the boundaries that we need to have in our life for these relationships especially what are we going to tolerate what are we not going to tolerate and then the other thing that we talk about is guardrails what are the guardrails what are we going to um do to keep ourselves healthy what are we going to do to keep ourselves from falling over the edge what are we going to do so that we can implement these healthy boundaries um, without falling apart. And so that looks like a lot of the ways that we are going to take care of ourselves. And I, look, I like to think about guardrails as like, you know, you're going down the highway and those guardrails are in place so that we do not fall off the edge, right? Like if our car hits it, we do, it does not go over the ledge. And so what are the guardrails that we are going to have in our life so that we take care of ourselves so that we stay healthy despite someone else being unhealthy okay there's a lot of you and myself included who have toxic people in their life that we do not have the luxury of just completely cutting out okay maybe you're co-parenting with them maybe they're a family member that you do not feel like you want to completely cut off because that's where a lot of the world goes with with these toxic relationships we'll just cut them off completely and sometimes that's absolutely necessary please hear me when I say that but sometimes we don't even have even if it's absolutely necessary we don't even have the ability to so what are we gonna do to stay emotionally healthy when we are around unsafe people that's a very very important thing to to know exactly how we are going to do that so that is a little glimpse into what the relationship pillar of or or wall of the framing looks like um so we've got reparenting that we just talked about in the last podcast episode now we have relationships now we're going to look at the next two pillars in the next couple episodes